Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about three steps to stop overeating, right? You stop overeating, you're gonna lose weight, return to your goal weight and stay the rest of your life. So how can we stop overeating in a new way, right? You've been trying to stop yourself with willpower, but what we wanna talk about here is a preventative approach. Um, we don't wanna have to fight with the problem once it's there, we wanna prevent it completely uh, because an ounce of willpower is worth a pound of cure. Um, so, wait, what am I saying? <laughs> An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower. I don't know, but a, a stroke there. All right, so three steps to prevent overeating in the first place. The first thing you want to do is you want to calm down. You want to become a more calm, relaxed person. That alone is going to increase your ability to not overeat tremendously, okay? So this isn't just about relaxing occasionally. This is about relaxing strategically and then bringing that relaxed calm state into when you're eating okay so it's kind of a twofer you need to practice relaxation and you then need to remember to be relaxed while you're eating but if you focus on this and you develop your ability to be more calm centered relaxed when you're about to make a food choice you're instantly going to start losing weight because almost everyone's food issues stem from overeating and the overeating stems from being in a real stressed state of mind and eating real fast, making poor food choices. So as you calm yourself down, you make it easier to make the right food choice automatically. <clears throat> the next thing is you wanna manage your hunger, okay? So your hunger, a lot of times when people wanna lose weight, what they're doing wrong is they're trying to starve themselves to cut the calories down, but then they get so hungry they can't control their eating. So if you look at when you're overeating, especially when you try to lose weight, you're gonna notice that you try and cut your calories for breakfast and lunch, then the afternoon and dinner, you're really hungry, you're way overeating. So you wanna start managing your hunger, not fighting against it. And what that means is you start to look at when do you eat the best? It's when you're somewhat satisfied. So when we combine being calm with being somewhat satisfied, that is the sweet spot to make really good food choices and eat just the right amount of food. But this requires that you manage your hunger. So get rid of the idea that you're gonna try and starve yourself for breakfast and lunch. You're gonna starve yourself when you go to a situation and instead start to nourish yourself during breakfast and lunch so that by the time you get to afternoon, you're somewhat satisfied. Okay, we do not want to fight against our extreme hunger with willpower. That makes no sense. We want to be more strategic and we want to manage our hunger. Me personally, I'm eating within an hour of waking up, getting my a hunger scale is zero to 10, zero is starving, 10 is stuffed. You want to be somewhere in the three, four, five range. That's where you're going to be able to have much more control over your eating. Okay, so again, this is a big mistake dieters make. Now, the third step kind of builds on this is to... When we talk about managing your hunger, one of the most effective ways to manage your hunger is to change how you're eating. And so this is the third step, is start eating more whole, nourishing, natural foods. Listen, processed food is literally designed by multi-billion dollar companies with chemists and labs who are creating foods to be overeaten. That is literally what they're designed for. And you're thinking that you're going to be able to fight against that is crazy, right? What do they say? I bet you can't eat just one. Don't take that bet. 
they're going to win it. Um, these foods are literally, they're hyper palatable. They're designed in a way that they do not nourish and fulfill us. And so we can eat a whole bunch of these processed foods and then very quickly feel very hungry again. So when we talk about the most effective strategy for managing your hunger, one of the top ones is eating more nourishing foods. Because if you're eating a lot of processed foods, not only are they designed to be overeaten, but as well, they do not have the micronutrients that your body needs. And so you know when you don't get enough calories in your body, your body sends you a hunger signal. Well, when you're not getting enough nutrients in your body, your body sends you a hunger signal as well. So the more natural, whole, healthy, nourishing foods you start to eat, the more satisfied you start to feel. And this goes back to step two. This helps you manage your hunger and makes you feel more satisfied in a much deeper way. So again, if you add these three things together, this is a very, very powerful combination to help you eat the perfect amount of food so that you can return to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on near autopilot. Again, it's practicing and remembering to be calm when you're eating. It is managing your hunger strategically and it is eating healthier, more nourishing natural foods. And as you practice these things, everything's gonna get easier when it comes to mastering your weight. So I wish you the best with this. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. What's up, Karen? How's it going? Hope you're back to normal. Getting your appetite back and feeding back to, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, Marcy's here. All right. The whole gang. <laughs> T-Poppy83. What to do when you have low metabolism, natural low blood circulation, and PCOS? Okay, good question. Um, what's up, Jody? How you doing? Uh, okay, so when you have a physical issue, right? It could be menopause, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, low metabolism, PCOS, Hashimoto's, insulin resistance. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? No matter what physical challenge you have, and there are real physical challenges that do affect your weight loss, the answer is always the same. And it is that you have to go beyond just thinking about changing your weight in calories, okay? We gotta go deeper. We need to look at this holistically with a more comprehensive approach to get you the results you want because cutting calories may not do it, all right? And so I suggest everyone look at the bigger picture, which really includes lifestyle, um, but especially if you've got a physical challenge that you're working with, okay? And so what that means is that you're not just looking at cutting calories out, you are looking at improving your lifestyle. Because what's going on in these situations where you have a real physical challenge is it's affecting you negatively in a whole bunch of ways. And so we need to counteract that. We can't just cut calories, we need to take a bigger approach. Now the good news is that this bigger approach makes cutting calories way easier. Okay, um, but it also has the added benefit of improving your energy levels, improving your moods, um, ideally improving your metabolism to some degree, your, your, the way you're processing food more effectively, um, increases your ability to, your, your willpower, increases your ability to make better um, food choices, make better decisions. So the lifestyle strategy that I teach people in the program is eight habits specifically in order of importance. The first one is getting proper sleep, hydration, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And so as you start to weave these into your life, what happens is you start to impact your physical body in a positive way that a lot of times are gonna mitigate some of those other physical challenges you may have, and a lot of times gonna overcome them and will just blast right through them. Again, I tell you this as someone whose whole career 
has been built on helping uh, women in some stage of menopause lose weight. Um, I have clients with PCOS losing weight. So very rarely, I literally never, have I seen a physical situation that prevents weight loss, okay? So a lot of what's going on typically is, you know, even with menopause, there are physical changes happening, but more often than not, they're affecting your appetite and your appetite fulfillment mechanisms. And so it's not that these things are happening and you can eat the same amount of weight and then just put a, a bunch of weight on, it's more that it's affecting your appetite signaling and hunger and satiety signals, um, typically. And so when we take a more holistic approach and we take this lifestyle approach, we start to influence our body, our physical biochemistry, um, you know, our physiology in a positive way, you know, and, and that's where I would suggest to you. So um, again, same for everyone, <clears throat> but especially important if you have a physical um, challenge that you're working through. All right, well, users, bunch of numbers says, why so much emphasis on fasting when it only contradicts what you just said? Um, 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 I don't even know what you're talking about. I have, I've been watching me. I haven't even been talking about fasting at all today. I never talk about fasting. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't mind fasting. I intermittent fast myself. Um, I think the problem with intermittent fasting for a lot of people is they jump into a very extreme like, right? So you're going from, you know, you might have a eight hour window when you're sleeping where you're not eating and you try and make it 16 hours. That's a huge jump. So if you want intermittent fast, which I think has a lot of benefits to it, I think you can work up to it. You know, that, that's a lot of my message is, is working up to things um, and then resonating. Does this work for me? Does this fit for me? When I started intermittent fasting, it wasn't... Um, I, they didn't even have intermittent fasting then, but I wanted to stop eating at night. And so I gradually created a bigger, bigger window between when I stopped eating and when I went to bed. And so, you know, it turns out that's intermittent fasting, although it's still 13, 14 hours, not 16 hours. There's nothing magical about 16 hours, okay? Um, it's just a strategy to reduce calories. And it's fine. It's nice to give your body a break, I think, and all that. So I'm not sure you were talking about what emphasis on fasting. <clears throat> but, um, Regular fasting, like water fasting, I don't believe in really much of all. If you have some spiritual reason you want to do it or something else, that's one thing. But intense long-term fasting for weight loss, I think is silly, personally. I have not seen that work well. And um, I think for a lot of people, it just causes more stress. Um, Living Life says, I love sauerkraut in the morning. All right, why not? You know, I do find, I, I think breakfast is a made-up thing to some degree in terms of what we think of as breakfast food. It was created by the Kellogg's family there um, to sell cereal. But I find it interesting a lot of times with breakfast that we have a category of, of certain foods that we consider to be breakfast foods, you know? So in the real world, who gives a shit? I mean, you can eat whatever you want any time of day. You know what I mean? We've just gotten conditioned to think of certain things as breakfast foods. Um, and so sauerkraut, if you like eating sauerkraut in the morning, great. I think sauerkraut's uh, good for you. So eat it whenever you want it. Um, what's up, Don? How's it going? Happy Monday to you. I know, we've we got two more Mondays before Christmas, right? Christmas three weeks away. Don says, I love all fermented food all day. Um, yeah, I love, I like fermented foods for sure. Me as well. Um, IF is much like scheduled eating, which I have had great success with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I like, um, I like aspects of intermittent fasting for sure. I just, it's, it's a tactic. Do you know what I mean? It's one tactic. And so, you know, this idea that you're going to implement one tactic in your life you're going to intermittent fast, you're going to do keto, you're going to cut carbs, you're going to cut sugar, you're going to do 1,200 calories. If it's just one thing that you're focusing on, it, 
it potentially may get you some weight loss results, but it's almost guaranteed not to going to be enough to get you the results you're really looking for. I have found you need kind of a comprehensive holistic approach to changing your weight. And obviously part of obviously part of it's some of what you're reading for sure. And that's what all the diets usually talk about. But the other part is the lifestyle piece and the mindset piece. You know, I, I don't know how you would ever create the results you imagine you want to achieve without having some mindset and lifestyle piece to it. And even the eating piece, intermittent fasting is one tactic out of a ton of tactics I use to master my weight. And so I see a lot of people can force themselves to do intermittent fasting for a little while and then they, they fall off track with it. Just like the same thing with all of these diets. You know, keto works kind of when you're doing it and then most people can't stick with it. That's the big problem. You know, so again, the idea that there's one tactic out there that's going to get you the weight loss results you're looking for. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that work. You know, so if it doesn't work for you, don't feel bad. You're not alone. It doesn't work for most people. Um, T Poppy says, is it true that birth weight plays a huge role in the weight we carry throughout life? Um, no, it doesn't. Oh, oh, is it true? Birth weight, birth weight. I thought you meant when you give birth. My bad. Um, is it true that birth weight plays a huge role in the weight we carry throughout life? Uh, no, definitely not like a huge role because birth weight, you know, when we think about birth weight, there's a lot of other things that are embedded into it that, you know, kind of the nature nurture thing, right? So if you're born at a high birth weight, there is a chance that A, you got the genetics of your parents and they're probably bigger. Okay, so that part is real, right? And that's going to affect you for the rest of your life to some degree. But if you... I mean, what affects birth weight? If, your parent, if, you, if you have bigger parents, that it's not just genetics, it's the way they're living. And now you're born big and now you're born into an environment where there's a lot of unhealthier food, where people are bigger, then it's, you know what I mean? Where does that line happen? Where, where What's genetics and what's nature nurture? What's nature and what's nurture? Um, it's a very, very blurry line. So uh, I would never believe that anyways, because um, yes, genetics matter. Yes, th th that is a part of the equation, but it's a small part of the equation. Ultimately, with the biggest the biggest factor on your weight is your mindset. Okay, how you think about yourself, how you think about food, how you think about your lifestyle that has the biggest impact on your weight um, because people lose weight all the time. And so, yes, if you're if you're if you were born big, you were been big your whole life. It's a bigger challenge for you to lose weight than it is for someone who put the weight on when they were in their thirties. Okay, there's no question about that. But why is that? Well, some of it is physical. There's epigenetics. You know, there are genetic factors. There's, um, th there are physical reasons for that. But a lot of it is also mental. That you start to identify as an overweight person. You learn to live as an overweight person. You eat as an overweight person. Your cravings are that of an overweight person. So a lot of it is mindset based, and a lot of those things can be changed. All right. So, um, I don't like that idea that like, oh, I was born big, so now I'm, I'm destined for it. Um, a great, you know, I, I think about this saying a lot in terms of that, that genetics loads the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. Okay. And so I'm a big believer in that phrase because we, we always got to watch out when it comes to mindset for weight loss. One of the main things you got to look out for is buying into this, this idea, this belief, this is what I weigh. I'm, my mom's big. My dad's big. This is what I weigh, you know, and I'd overcome that too. Um, you know, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack, you know, and he, and he was obese and he loved food, you know? So again, it's a, it's a, it's a blurry line between what was genetic and what was kind of his personality, you know? Um, but as a kid, you start to absorb a lot of that and, and it's blurry. And so, um, a big part of that is redefining, was redefining myself as this healthier reader, 
you know, and it wasn't easy, I wouldn't say, um, but it was an absolutely crucial foundational piece of my success. You know, I, sir, I, I could have lost weight. Anyone can lose weight. I'd lost weight. It's keeping it. It's maintaining it that requires a more robust solution. And part of that solution has got to be your mindset, your self-image, how you think about yourself, you know, how you respond and act in certain situations. Uh, Marcy says, I eat salad all the time for breakfast. Yeah, okay, good for you, Marcy. Yeah, th th I know, like, it's just weird what we think of as breakfast, right? Of course, we can eat whatever we want um, anytime. I'm a victim to it, too. I, I would say I eat, I think, breakfast food for breakfast, and it's, it's silly. Um, I shouldn't do that. Someone says, I do a 16-hour fast every day, and people tell me this is bad for hormones. Any truth to this? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I am not an intermittent fasting, a fasting expert, so let me just say that. Um, my, what I have seen has been that most intermittent fasting things, 16 hours or less are usually very good for your body. Uh, intermittent fasting, I would say, and, and I believe this is much more about how we've evolved to, to live. You know, we, we have not evolved to eat, to live eating all day long, right? That didn't exist. We evolved in a food scarce environment. So the idea that eating all day would be good for us is, is, I think completely wrong. And so I'm a big believer in a lot of the intermittent fasting science, you know, that goes with it. Um, that being said, again, I, I feel like just intermittent fasting is not going to get the results you ultimately want long-term. Um, and a lot of people struggle to get to 16 hours to manage it. So if you're able to get to 16 hours and it's comfortable and, and it feels good for you, um, what I've seen is that, that it's not, it's not going to have a negative impact on your hormones, but that's just me saying that I, I, am not an authority on, I'm not a doctor. So I, I would do my own research on that one. Um, see, Poppy, two theories, two theories. Some say it's good and reduces inflammation. Others say that it increases cortisol. Yeah. Well, you know, even a little bit of cortisol, I don't, I don't know if it's like, like spikes of cortisol, I think are not necessarily bad. It's, it's chronic high levels of cortisol that can be a problem. You know, it's another piece. No, read fast, feast, repeat. Okay. That sounds like a good book. I've never read that one. Yeah, Don knows more about that than I do. Marcy says, I weighed two pounds when I was born. Definitely noted that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Agreed. I don't even do it intentionally. Just to have zero appetite before 12. Yeah, and that's why, see, that's what I mean. Like, I think um, that's why I, I love intermittent fasting as a tactic, as part of my full, you know, strategy and repertoire of, of tactics. I don't see it in and of itself. It's just, it's just not enough. You know what I mean? Again, the diet industry is built around the one thing where they're always looking to, they know their clientele, their potential clientele that dieters are marketing to. They know you're overwhelmed, you're tired, you're exhausted, and you can't have this complex solution. So every single diet is one thing, right? That, that's part of the marketing. Every diet, dieting is just all marketing anyways, folks. None of these diets give a shit about your weight. Um, they just do it for marketing, okay? And so uh, what we get is we get, you know, every single diet is one simple thing, right? Just stop eating carbs, right? Sounds simple enough. Conceptually, that's one of the easiest things in the world. To put it into practice is a whole different story. I always think, I call diets like carnival games, right? Seems, seems easy, it sounds easy. Then you go to do it and it's really hard, you know? But every diet is one thing, right? Just stop eating carbs. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just count your points. Just stop eating sugar. Just eat 1,200 calories, <laughs> You know what I mean? It just goes on and on because they want to make it seem as simple as possible because they know they're appealing to people that are just stressed out and overwhelmed. Um, but, you know, that, that's not going to do it. It's just not going to do it. 
And you're better off realizing that. Again, you're better off looking at all the diets, taking, you know, learning from them, looking into them, taking what works for you, discard the rest in service of creating your own one-of-a-kind plan that works and is built around you. That's the strategy that's going to get you much better results long-term, okay? Um, instead of just trying to force, oh, I guess I got to do this now. And I just, just got to do intermittent fasting and do what they say. Okay, now I'm just doing Weight Watchers. I'm just going to do what they say. You know, you got to stop that shit. These diets, again, they're just, it's just one tag. It's just marketing. I know people don't realize this sometimes because the diets, all the diets that you're subconsciously referencing are all owned by the big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast owned by the same company owns Ben & Jerry's. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They just want to get you coming and going. They want to fill your brain full of bullshit that doesn't work and um, get you to keep eating their food ultimately which is what everyone's doing with diets. We live in a culture where 82% of the population is overweight or obese. So clearly dieting's not working. You know, it's not a mystery. It's just that no one's ever out there articulating a solution and an alternative. Well, I am, okay? And so if you don't know my solution yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, listen to it. The hypnosis session's not enough. You're never just gonna lose all the weight with a hypnosis session, okay? So never believe that either, but it's a good tool. It's a supplement to really mastering your weight. And not only do I give you a hypnosis session, but more importantly, I give you this training, three steps to master your weight. Watch it, okay, it's about a half hour, but it's completely, it, it, it outlines my completely kind of unique approach to mastering your weight not just losing weight. You know, if you want different results, you've got to change your thinking. I think it was uh, Einstein quote. I'm going to mangle it a little probably, but um, he goes, the same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve the problem. You know, you can't keep thinking like a dieter and then um, somehow magically you're going to wake up one day thinking exactly the same and then all of a sudden get magically greater results. You know, this is one of the craziest things um, this is one of the craziest things about dieters. Like if you really are honest with yourself, what is going to change between right now and some magical money that you imagine when you're gonna wake up and everything's gonna be perfect? And maybe right now you're doing, oh, well, I'm gonna wake up January 1st. Okay, well, that's a Tuesday this, this year. So I'll wake up Tuesday and then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start my plan. Why would that day be any different than the previous times you've tried to start the plan and it hasn't worked? You know, I'm not trying to be negative here, but I mean, you gotta wake up. You know what I mean? Unless you, unless you, you want to just sleepwalk your way being overweight till the end of your life. That's, that's fine too. But you can't sit here living in this fantasy land of like one day I'm going to wake up and magically follow my, and give up all the carbs, you know? And um, it, it just, it's crazy. It just doesn't make any sense. So again, I'll, in the program, we always say awareness precedes change. And so if you truly want to change your weight, if you truly want to feel better, live healthier, be the best version of yourself possible, you've got to change how you're thinking. I mean, it doesn't sound obvious when I say it, but you just don't ever think about this. And you're just spinning your wheels, you know? And you're at the point now where you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, you're not losing any weight. And so now you're just completely apathetic and powerless when it comes to your weight loss. Honestly, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. You're way too smart to be getting such shitty results. There's no reason in the world that you shouldn't be at your goal weight, okay? <laughs> Jennifer says, I just, of course, I just told myself next year I'll stop, then came into this. Yeah, yeah, right? So uh, Jennifer knows. So um, yeah, where are you at, Jennifer? I mean, it's been a year, right? So here we are a year later. You know, what's different? Not to be a jerk, but we've got to wake up from, you're, you're in a trance, you're in a diet trance, and you're stuck there. You know what I mean? You're literally in like a trance, you know? Um, you're trapped mentally to think like a dieter, and that's why you're not getting the results you want. 
you know? You're so obsessed with fast weight loss that you are not getting any weight loss. How much weight you lost this year? Yeah. So Jennifer says, not a thing. I'm sadly, I'm bigger, sadly. This is what I mean. So it's like nothing's going to change until you do something different. In neurolinguistic program, we have a kind of like our commandments to remind ourselves of core psychological factors. And one of them is, if something's not working, do something different. <laughs> we have to remind ourselves of this as a, as a, we look at this all the time, you know, it's part of our presuppositions. And we have to do this because our human brain, as smart as we are, there's some glitches in the matrix here, right? And one of the glitches of our human brain is that we do what we did. You know, once we learn something, it kind of is, it's solid. And now we just keep repeating it. And so here you are. I mean, how many times you tried keto? How many times you tried intermittent fasting? How many times you tried Weight Watchers? Oh my God. You know, if it hasn't worked yet, it ain't going to work. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're not, you're not admitting failure. You're, you're saying this strategy doesn't work for me or it's not enough. I need more. And the more you need is the mindset piece and the lifestyle piece. And you need me eating the eating piece too. I'm referencing the weight mastery pyramid. It's mindset, lifestyle, eating in that order too, because the eating is the most important piece in terms of your weight on the physical level, but it is your lifestyle and your minds that are absolutely controlling what you're eating, you know? And so you've got to take those into account too. I don't see much success with people just trying to change their eating. Do you? <laughs> Have you had much success just trying to change your eating? Okay, from now on, I'm not gonna eat any sugar. Okay, how does that go? Okay, I get a couple days in and then I eat sugar. Okay, no carbs, a couple days, then I eat carbs. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna eat well today, a couple days, then you're not eating well anymore. I mean, good Lord, it's over and over. Jennifer says, I know I can't just blame meds, but what do you suggest for people on meds that cause weight gain? Um, yeah, well, you can't blame the meds, I'm going to assume. So I would say, I know I can't just blame meds. You said that, Jennifer. So I would say, what would you blame then? What, what caused it? What else caused it? Is, is it your eating? Probably, right? So I, you need to change your eating, you know? And so even if you're on med, listen, I, I'm not one of these people. It's just like, oh, so you're on med, so what? You know, oh, so you get menopause, so what? These are real things. You know what I mean? So you need to have a more robust solution. You know, it's not fair, but it's the reality of it. You know, and so um, my solution to you is what do you blame, right? So I like to start with what you think the reason is. I think you're going to land very quickly. And that's what I'm eating. My eating isn't good. And then you're saying my, ex my lifestyle is not great. My mindset's not great. You know, so we start there. We identify the problem, and then we, we work from there. Um, yep, yep, yep. Clela says, I was born 10 pounds. I was obese at 8, and at 23, I hit 300 pounds. Now I'm 160. All right. Great job. Great job. Um, yeah, Jennifer says, yeah, I guess I got to learn to work around it. You do. I, I mean, that's just what you got to do, you know? Um and again, these medicines are real. Like I, I'm not sitting here pretending they're not real, um, but your eating is the bigger impact all the time. You're eating, what, what you're actually putting in your mouth consistently is the number one thing on a physical level. It's impacting your weight. It, it's that simple, you know? And again, not to say that these medicines aren't negatively impacting some of that, but um, it's ultimately the eating is, is the main thing. Clearly, thanks for writing that, though, because, yeah, there you go, right? At 300, now you're 160. So, again, it's always mindset. And, and so for Clela, that's a harder path she had to walk or they had to walk, you know? Um, 
it's a, it's a harder path. So some, you know, we all have got challenges. So for some of us, our path's easier and some of the paths harder. It just, it is what it is. Um, but the question is we, we recognize where we're at and how do we get to where we want to go? And if you've been overweight or obese your whole life, it is a harder path for you because it's not just about knowing what to eat. It's also the mindset piece of becoming, of identifying, of changing your self-image from someone who's been over obese to someone who is thin and healthy. And that's a harder path for you. You can do it, but it, it is. You just have to take that into account. You have to work on that piece too. Everyone does, but your path's just, it's a further path. I hope that makes sense. But as Cleola said, she did it. You know, they, they did it. So, um, again, programming yourself thin is based on people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. So programming yourself thin is built on the shoulders of people that have been successful. See, with most weight loss, you're not really modeling people that are like you that have gotten the results you want. You're modeling people that you don't even know. And now it's become what you don't, somewhere along the way, you're got, you've got switched up here. And your goal for weight loss is now, I just want to lose the weight. You think like a dieter, so you just think, I just want to lose the weight. And that's all you think about. But what you've forgotten is that your real goal is not to lose the weight. Your real goal is to get to your goal weight and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. That's the real goal. And they're two completely different goals. If you just focus on the weight loss, you do extreme things that you can't maintain. If you focus on people that have successfully lost weight and keep it off for years, you learn completely different strategies. And that's what Program Yourself Thin was built on. That's what my success was built on, is speaking with people that had successfully lost weight and kept it off. They think completely different. And you think like a dieter. Anyways, um, I'll get some questions here and stop talking so much. Um, Astrid says, hi, Jim, I did the 5-2 strategy. It worked well. Yeah, right, right Astrid? <laughs> I got you, right? These strategies work for sure. She's referring to him, program yourself. Then we talk about a 5-2 model of eating. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. I can already hear, oh, two days of pleasure eating, I'm gonna blow everything. Well, what do you mean, dude? You're already, you're eating seven days of pleasure eating right now. So if you cut them down by 60, 70%, don't you think you'd lose some weight? Oh, I'll blow everything on those two days. Well, then you'll, you'll learn how to eat for pleasure. Ah, there, there's so much involved with that 5 two. I'm not going to go into it now. But the idea that you don't even know how to eat for pleasure. You ever notice that, folks? Dieters don't know how to eat for pleasure. They just think they're going to restrict themselves forever. Ever. And the second they do eat for pleasure, the wheels come off the bus. And, and now they can't even stop. They can't hit the brakes. And now they just eat everything. Well, what if you learned how to eat for pleasure? Do you ever think about that in terms of your weight loss strategy? Pretty valuable. Pretty valuable. Um, Destiny says, I've been procrastinating doing meal prep for the past two weeks. How should I start? Um, that's a good question. I'm, I'm like, I was stuck for a second because hey, I was like, well, are you in the program? Because we, we go through an eating structure, um, but, but I don't think you are. So just assuming you're just on your own doing meal prep for the past two weeks, how should I start? Here's what I would suggest. I would start with breakfast. That's what I would start. Because right now you're doing the, the classic dieter. Um, Jennifer says that's a good idea picking pleasure days. It is a good idea. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, like what I'm what I'm sharing with you that's very unique in the weight loss world is real practical on the ground solutions. I find pretty much all weight loss is someone from up high saying, here's the perfect plan. You know, here's what you got to do. 
And then you're just force yourself to try and do it. And you don't know how to change your behaviors. You don't know how to get yourself to do it. It's not a plan built for you anyways. So I've spent the last 20 years actually helping people create real results long-term. And so when you start actually working with people, you have to get practical. So the ideal solution, the perfect solution is, okay, I got this perfect meal plan and I got to meal prep all my food for the whole week. Okay, great. And then you go to do it and you're like, I don't want to do that. It's too much. It's overwhelming me. Okay. So one of the strategies I've learned from working with a lot of people is the reduce to the ridiculous strategy where we break it down into manageable pieces so that we can be consistent and then start to get some foundation under us. So if you're struggling to do meal prep, it's probably because you're doing the all or nothing diet bullshit where you're going from, I've done no meal prep to now I'm gonna do perfect meal prep for every meal of the week. And it's overwhelming. And so let's just start with breakfast. Always start with breakfast. This is my worst and first strategy. You focus on your worst eating habit and you focused on your first eating of the day typically, which is usually breakfast or noon, whenever. It doesn't matter when, but optimize that meal. Optimize the first meal of the day. Make it as healthy and nourishing as possible because every day you're building a house with your nutrition. And so we want a firm, solid foundation. I can't tell you many people when I first start working with them, their breakfasts are all over the place. They're unhealthy, they're random, they're just all, all over the place. If you don't have a firm foundation for what you're gonna eat for breakfast, each day goes in a totally different direction and you can't get a handle on anything. So always start, I would suggest this to you, Destiny, is start by meal prepping your breakfast, Monday through Friday or during your work days if you work, um, and then build from there. Once you get a handle on that for a couple of weeks, then you can move on to lunch. That would be my suggestion. Um, Jacqueline says, what about incorporating protein in each meal? Yeah, sure. Um, protein is one of those things that is very satisfying typically for most people. So when you put more protein into your meals, you're probably going to be satisfied longer. The flip side of, of protein as well is more fiber. If you make meals, if you have meals and you start adding more protein and fiber into them, you're going to start to feel a lot more satisfied and that's going to help you help you lose the weight and, and master weight a lot easier. Okay. So yeah, protein and fiber are two great things to start putting into more of your meals. They're going to help you feel more satisfied. Um, isn't just eating less the best way? Seems simple, but no one can stick to it. Yeah, well, some are right. So you're right on the money. Yeah, weight loss is, this is what makes it so frustrating. Weight loss is one of the simplest concepts on the planet, right? All you need to do is, is reduce your calories and burn more calories and you're going to lose weight. Simple. It's so simple, right? But changing your behavior is one of the hardest things on the planet. You know what I mean? So we get the simplest concept and the hardest thing to actually pull off. I like to make the distinction between conceptual knowledge and behavioral knowledge. And I like to use writing as an example. You have all the conceptual knowledge of how to write that you need. You know how to write every letter, all the words. You can write sentences, pages of words, but you can't do it with both hands. So you only have the behavioral knowledge in one hand, okay? And so you need to start making the difference between understanding what you should do in the process of getting yourself to do it consistently because they're two completely different processes, right? If you want to learn to write with the other hand, you don't need to get a book, How to Write with My Left Hand. You need to practice writing with your left hand. And so when it comes to weight loss, it's, an, it's not enough to know what you should do. You need to practice doing the right things and make it on your autopilot, okay? Um, so yeah, eating less calories, by the way, not necessarily less food, but eating less calories is, is the only way to lose weight. Eating less calories, consuming less calories on average is the only way to lose weight, you know, or burning more calories, which is a whole can of worms that I don't suggest to people. I think focusing on your eating exclusively in the beginning, 
especially if you haven't been working out at all. That's the, that's the strategy, you know? Um, seems simple, but no one can stick to it. Why can no one stick to it? Because everyone's all or nothing. You're going from not focusing on your eating at all to no carbs. That's an enormous jump to 1,200 calories, to count my points, to micromanaging every little thing, you know? You're doing too big of a jump. And so you do this all or nothing routine and you do nothing most of the time and you do all little spits and spurts, right? Well, how long you on a diet for usually? How long is your good eating last? Day, couple days maybe, usually? Then you're back to nothing, you know? So that's the problem. So you need a better strategy. Again, if you go to my bio, get the hypnosis session, but watch the training, I, I'll show you a better strategy and I'll show you how to stick with it, you know? Jennifer says, also calling it pleasure days is a positive way to say it versus cheat days. That makes it sound like you're doing something wrong. I'm going to try that. Yeah, and we're literally, it sounds weird. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but one of the best questions you can have an answer to in terms of your mastering your weight is how can I get the most pleasure out of food possible? Because I know your, your knee-jerk reaction is, well, I eat it all. I eat everything. Is that the most pleasure you can get out of food? Because I think the most pleasure that you can get out of food is when you eat your favorite foods in the world at your goal weight. Knowing you're in control of your weight because you've got strategies that are built for you, that you've internalized, <clears throat> that you've installed into your life. That's what I think the highest form of pleasure of food is. And so um, that's a big part of the, I mean, again, I could talk about the 5-2 all day long. There's so much strategy built in that 5-2 model. And by the way, the 5-2 model is a philosophy. Okay, so if you're just starting out, five two might be too much for you. I start out at one six, one clean day. Can I just, goddamn, can I have just one clean day? Let's see what that feels like. That was a big accomplishment at first. Okay, then I start making more of them, right? But the pleasure days are as important for my weight mastery as the clean days. And you, with your diet of, okay, I'm going to start Monday and I'm just going to be perfect for the next three months. No, you're not. That's one of the most terrifying ideas to your brain that you're not going to eat any sugar, you're not going to eat any carbs for the next months, okay? And um, it's uh, it's just not going to happen. You're not. It, it's time to realize that you, again. You need to be more strategic. You're not strategic. The diets have trained you to think about your weight loss tactically. You always think in one tactic. What do I have to do? I have to eat a berry from the jungle forest. I need to get rid of carbs. I need to cut this. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's always one thing. It's not going to do it. You, you need a strategy. You need a holistic strategy that's built around you, by the way. None of these diets are built around you. You know what I mean? Like the idea that um, you're going to force yourself to follow a diet written by a person who does not know you that you don't know, and you're just going to force yourself to do it. I always say dieting is like you trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It's you trying to force yourself to do the shit you hate. What is the point of that? You know, again, for me, the goal is for you to have the best quality of life possible. You know, so we can't separate these two things. If you're absolutely miserable, if you absolutely hate, um, you know, what you're doing to, to manage your weight, you're never going to stick with it. And then, so what's the point? What are we doing? You know, uh, how can I lose 10 pounds in a month? 10 pounds in a month. Um, best way to lose 10 pounds in a month would probably be to, I don't know, water fast. Water fast? Is that the best way to lose 10 pounds in a month? Yeah, just stop eating. <laughs> I'm being snarky. I don't mean to be that way, but I, I don't give a shit how fast people can lose weight because most of the time, the overwhelming majority of the time, 
fast weight loss is short-term weight loss. Why? Because fast weight loss is extreme methods, right? If you're going to lose weight fast, you got to do something pretty intense, you know? So I don't give a shit about fast weight loss. I care about long-term weight loss. So I'm the wrong guy for that, you know? I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a shit if you lose 10 pounds water fasting in a month. Who gives a shit? It's not sustainable. So what do I care? I only want to achieve weight loss that's sustainable. You know? So yeah, how can you lose? You already know how to lose 10 pounds in a month anyways. I don't know why people, people be dieting for 30, 40 years asking questions like, how can I lose 10 pounds in a month? How the fuck can you not know how to lose 10 pounds in a month at this point? Don't act like that. You know what it is. You want some magic. You want, oh, you want, oh, the magic, you want the magic plan where you can lose 10 pounds a month without changing anything, you mean? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not taking this out on you, Lalo. Okay? I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of riffing on the general, you know, mindset of a dieter is this idea. Because I see this all the time. This was so funny. We did this the other day, if you were here for it. I posted the video because I thought it was so instructive. But it's like, I always joke, like on my videos, someone will be like, oh, I lost 40 pounds in three months. And everyone will be like, oh my God, tell me how you did it. Everyone going crazy. It's like, what, what do you think? Like dieters are so susceptible to hypnosis, it's bonkers. There's no faster way to hypnotize a dieter than by saying, do you want to know how to lose 50 pounds in a month? Because I actually have a secret plan. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You can see this, the spirals in their eyes, right? They're no longer there, you know? Just tell me what to do. Why? Oh, I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. No, you don't. And you do give a shit what you got to do. So cut the shit, you know, but how do you lose 10 pounds in a month? You know, I know that I know the fuller amount of that question is how can I just lose 10 pounds without doing anything different? You know, I don't know who gives a shit. There's a great quote that says people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So I don't give a shit about your drastic weight loss that lasts a month or two. And so I'm not impressed by rapid short-term weight loss. And I proved this the other day. We had someone get on the thing and they go, I lost 50 pounds in three months. You know, and I'm like, eh, I don't believe it. You know, I didn't really believe it. I said, like, okay, great job. Congratulations. And I started asking them questions. Again, you can watch this video. I just posted it. And I think it's, it's so important for you to watch this because what you don't realize is you've had a lifetime of dieting bullshit in your head that has set your expectations into fantasy land. And now you go and diet in the real world. You're not getting those results and you get completely discouraged. And so I kept asking this person questions and their whole story just fell apart. Okay. And what, what it comes down to is they were full of shit. And, but, but if you believe this idea, if you just left, Oh my God, 50 pounds in three months. Oh, what, tell me what you did. You know what they said they did? They said they ate 700 calories a week. So that's basically just start. I don't believe them. Okay. Um, but, but even if they said that, what, is that what you're going to do? Are you going to eat hundred calories a day? No. So what are we doing? And even if you could eat hundred calories a day for a month, what's the point? So the second month you put all the weight back on? You know what I mean? You've got to start thinking longer term, you know? Um, okay, Sheila, thank you for writing that. I appreciate Sheila wrote, losing just a pound a week is so demotivating, all that work and effort for so little. And this is the prison walls of your mental prison. If you're all struggling with weight, this is why. In a nutshell, thank you, Sheila. <laughs> thank you for saying that. Your mental prison that you're living in, the bars of the prison walls are these thoughts. Oh, all that, only a pound a week, what's the point? So demotivating. And Sheila, I would ask you, how much weight have you lost this year? You know? 
I don't say this to be rude. I say this to, to jar you out of your prison cell that you're in. You're sitting there thinking, if it's not fast, I don't want it. So let me give you the spiel. You're thinking about your weight. Pretty much every dieter thinks this way. Dieters think about their weight loss like it's a sprint, right? So you think of it as a short-term sprint. And if you think about an actual sprint race, if you're running a sprint and you trip a little bit, you, you've lost the race, right? The only thing that wins a sprint is perfection. You have to be perfect to win that race. So while you're thinking about your weight loss, you think about it as a short-term thing. Okay, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And then, I don't know, I'll figure it out. And so you think of it as a short-term thing. And anytime you make a mistake, what happens? It feels catastrophic, right? So if you're like, you had six days of great eating, then you eat some cookies. Oh, I blew it all. Okay, because you think in this short-term time frame. And this short-term time frame Okay, so Sheila, Rachel, thank you, Sheila. I appreciate it. Again, I'm not, I'm not busting your chops here. I'm being supportive, but I got to call out the bullshit when I see it or else you never get anywhere. And Sheila writes back, not a lot. I haven't lost a lot of weight. Not consistent, not consistent. I'm the heaviest I've ever been, sadly. Okay, and so as the same person says, a pound a week is completely demotivating. And I, and I get, I'm not picking on you, Sheila, because this is, you're 99% of dieters walking around. You're caught in this mental trap Put there by the diets. Our whole lives, we've seen millions of diet ads. Every diet has the before and after picture, how long it takes to go from one to the other. So we always think about weight loss in this short-term time frame. And here's where the problem happens is that the only thing that motivates you is losing two, three pounds a week. The only way to lose two, three pounds a week is to do something extreme and unsustainable for most people. And so let's go back to the pound a week and let's change the, the one little thing I want to change for you is all that work. Because what we're looking to do, what I would suggest to you, if I could put it as simply as possible, is stop looking for the fastest weight loss and start looking for the easiest weight loss. If you start looking for the easiest weight loss and you start losing a pound a week, okay, I get it. At first, it doesn't seem like a lot of weight. I only lost four pounds this month. Now, I haven't lost four pounds all year, but, but okay, four pounds a month just doesn't seem like a lot. I get it. But it's easy, so you can keep it up. So now the second month rolls around and now you're eight pounds down. Hmm, okay. But wait a second, now here comes the third month. Now you're 12 pounds down. If you make it easy and you can sustain with it, that pound a week doesn't seem like much at first, but by the end of a year, you're 50 pounds down. And you believe and you've got a real system here that you can follow for the rest of your life. Do you understand? I need to change your goal from wanting to lose weight because you don't just want to lose weight. You know, the diet or the biggest mistake they make is that as soon as I lose the weight, then I'll figure it out. You know, as soon as I lose the weight, then I'll figure out what I'm going to do after that. You know, so I'm going I'm to do this extreme diet thing until I lose the weight. The getting to your goal weight is not the finish line, folks. It's the starting line because how long you want to stay there? Forever, right? So you need to start with a different mindset, one that's not focused on losing the weight, one that's focused on getting to your goal weight and then living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. And one way you get around this, this impatience um, with, the, with the weight is you start to tell yourself, I'm doing this one last time. I'm going to master my weight during this process so that it may be a little bit slower, but I'm going to finish it and do it one time. That's it. <laughs> Sheila says, you're talking so much sense. I am talking so much sense. And it's sense you never get to hear because everyone's just trying to sell you some bullshit. God, the weight loss industry is the shadiest industry. One of them is just one of the shadiest, shittiest industry on the, on the fucking planet because all they do is tell you what to do. 
and they never show you how to get yourself to do it. It's the little fine granular nuts and bolts that are preventing you. It's the fact that, well, if I do it simple, I'm only gonna lose a pound a week and that sucks. I don't wanna do that, right? You haven't lost any weight all year, but but the fact that you're only gonna lose a pound a week is, is demotivating, do you know what I mean? And this is the craziness, this is the craziness um, that we're stuck in. Do you know what I mean? This is the mindset problem. It's not a, it's not a reality problem, folks. You can all lose weight. You have got to change the way you're thinking about it though, because you got all these little, these little landmines and pitfalls and traps that the diet industry has put into your head. So that you can't even get yourself started. You can't even think clearly. Even your goal's fucking wrong. You don't just want to lose weight. And I know you say that like a mantra. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. No, you don't. You lost weight before and then you put it back on. Are you happy you lost the weight? Okay, so upgrade your goal, make it more specific and accurate that I don't just want to lose weight. I want to get to my goal weight and I want to live there for the rest of my life on your autopilot. In order to do that, I need to create a one-of-a-kind plan that works for me. I need to change my mindset, my lifestyle, my eating so that it all works for me to be at my goal weight. And I want it to be easy and enjoyable as well. When's the last time you said anything like that? <laughs> Right? So what I'm trying to say is it's not, there's not some physical reality that you're stuck in that you can't lose the weight. It's a mental reality. You've got to change it. You've got to stop thinking like a dieter and you've got to start thinking like someone who's mastered their weight. Okay. Um, that's the secret to getting better results. Um, Opie says, Opie 222, Opie 222. I was missing magnesium B complex. Six months later, I lost weight naturally. Super, super. Um, thinking about how I'm going to feel after eating something has made so much of a difference. Yeah, that, that's the big one. That's probably the biggest mind shift. It, it's specifically, like, that's a tactic, but it's a thought tactic that's so helpful, folks. And what they're referring to is the idea that typically when we're going to make a food decision, we're thinking about the anticipation and the consumption of the food, right? So we're thinking about eating ice cream, we're thinking about getting it and then eating it. That's it. We need to start reminding ourselves, what's the consequence? Because the consequence always follows. How am I going to feel five minutes after I finish eating? Not, I'm going to put weight on so I shouldn't do it. That's too far in the future. It has no value and so, or very limited value. What we need to start doing is really five minutes after I finish eating, what's the consequence? There's a physical, mental, emotional consequence and it's right there. So it's more, it's more impactful uh, than, oh, I'm going to put weight on. So yeah, the more you can fixate yourself on the consequences of the, the food you decide on, the easier time you're going to have. So for sure. Um, um, Don says, finding your way is so freeing. Jim can help you get there. Listen daily. Exactly, exactly. Um, Paula says, I keep thinking if I could just eat three meals a day, only that would help. Um, yeah, right. I know. We all say that, right? Every Everyone there is struggling with their weight. You got like the one thing you keep saying. Oh, if I could just do this, everything would be great. Oh, if I could just do that, everything would be great. No, I hate to tell you this. It's It's a... Again, your, your weight is a holistic system. There's so many different pieces of it. So again, in my program, um, Program Yourself Thin, there's a weight mastery pyramid that I help you. I help you create these weight mastery blueprints. Your mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And these are fill in the blanks. I mean, you kind of, you, you customize them to yourself. But once you have these, these are your roadmaps. Um, but you know, again, in the mindset section, there's six pieces, lifestyle section, eight pieces, eating piece. There's three. Once you have those under that, you have that understanding you have that granular understanding of how you're eating, thinking and living, it becomes a lot easier because right now you're just winging it. I mean, winging it. I got to just stop eating carbs. What's your plan to do that? I'm just going to stop myself from eating carbs. Okay. What happens when you get pissed off and grumpy? 
I'll just stop myself. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're bringing like a knife to a bazooka fight. You've got no, no tools in your arsenal. You've got no strategy for how to master your weight. There's nothing there. And the weird part is you've been doing this for decades. Do you know what I mean? Like, like decades you've been trying to lose weight. And the truth is you have no better idea. You have no better idea how to lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet. That's like the biggest fucking blinking sign saying you're on the wrong path. You know what I mean? Like, like program yourself in. It's a, it's a weight mastery path. You walk. You keep getting better and better and better and better at it. It keeps getting easier. If you don't get the results, you know, that's why. You know what I mean? Like, you're all or nothing. Sometimes you're really motivated. Sometimes you're not. You have no ability to change it. You know? You Talk about like a, 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 a canoe with no paddles. You know what I mean? Like, you have no control over your moods, your energy, your hunger, your willpower, your eating, your lifestyle behaviors. And it's just the truth, you know, because you've never learned it. That's the only reason why, though. Um, Summer says, started working out. And I'm so hungry. Should I always eat when I'm hungry or is my mind playing tricks? Yeah, April, well, you hit the nail on the head. This is why I do not recommend people when they want to start losing weight. If you have not been working out, please don't start working out. Working out just throws, it's like throwing a bomb right into the whole middle of it because if you start working out, A, you're going to work out too much, okay, just guaranteed, and that's going to lead to some big problems. First is you're going to be hungrier, okay, because when you work out, your body needs to rebuild all that stuff, so you're going to be hungrier, you're going to be more sore, and you're going to be more tired. And this is a bad combination for losing weight to be hungrier, more sore, and more tired. Because when you're hungry, you want to eat more. When you're sore, you want to eat more. And when you're tired, you don't make good food decisions. You know. So I do not think that working out as a beginning piece of the weight loss puzzle makes sense. I think you focus all your energy into getting your mindset, lifestyle, and eating down. You know. And of course, you can add some exercising, but start slow and low. And um, build up these other things because you're 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 right on the money, April. Again, not not unusual for you to experience that. Um, yeah, Jody says stop banging your head. Click the link. Yeah, Jody's in the program and she's killing it, you know. And she's struggled for a while, just the same shit as everyone else. Just you know what I mean? Just trying the diets and and Jody's super smart. Everyone in my program is super smart. If you're listening to me, I know you're an overthinker. I know you're probably a perfectionist and you're up in your head 24 hours a day wondering what the fuck's wrong with me? How come I can't eat better? Why do I keep screwing up? Why can't I lose this weight? And you're just obsessively trying to figure it out and you're wasting all of that brain power and energy on trying to figure out the problem instead of focusing on the solution. And Jody's a perfect example of that because now she's more calm than she's ever been. See, like it's what you think is controlling your weight is, is not really the main thing controlling your weight. Yes, what we're putting in our mouths is the main thing that's impacting your weight. But what we're putting in our mouths is a whole story. It's not just enough to know what to eat and then you're just going to do it. That's the biggest lie of the diets is that your biggest problem is you don't know what to eat. Come on, <laughs> please, would you cut this shit? You know what I mean? Like, like, stop it. Of course you know what to eat. Your problem is you have no way to control your... You know what to do. You don't know how to get yourself to do it. And you never learn. And so here you are with the exact same problems you've had for decades. I know what I should do. Don't get myself to do it. Why can't I get myself to do it? And you're just caught in this, this loop, you know? So yeah, Jody, click the link. I took the leap and of gratitude every day for Jim. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was, I'm, 
Because again, the program, you've never seen a program like this. But again, never mind the program, folks. I give you all this shit for free. Go listen to the hypnosis session. Notice what it feels like to relax and calm down and put some positive, encouraging stuff in your head. Your head is so negative now when it comes to weight loss. When you think about weight loss subconsciously, you're triggering your fight, flight, or freeze response. You're going into a stress response because you had so much failure and frustration with weight that now every time you think about your weight, you get upset. And as soon as you go into that stress state, you don't think clearly. So it's, it's, it's transformative when you relax and calm down and then you hear positive things about your weight and what you want to accomplish. It's, it's exciting and motivating and feels good. And so you should listen to it for that. But then most importantly is watch the training I give you. It's free. Okay. And so I don't know, like you don't have to keep banging your head against the wall. I'm not saying my plan's not magic. Like you don't do anything. You just lose weight. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying is it's an approach and a system that makes a lot of sense. And at the very least, you'll realize all the blind spots you have when it comes to your weight loss. You'll be able to say, oh, no shit. Oh, oh, oh. Instead of, because what you're doing right now is you're so mad at yourself. You, you are so mad at yourself. You're constantly beating yourself up and you're so angry at yourself for having, being at this weight and doing this to yourself. But I'm sitting here telling you, it's not, you're not doing it to yourself. You have never learned. You've never learned how to be a thin and healthy person. Um, yep. Don says, I love Friday and Saturday nights. Those are my pleasure days. Yeah, me too. I love those. Sunday was my pleasure day too. I ate so much pizza yesterday. I couldn't even sleep right. <laughs> I try to be grateful for the food I get to eat with others. It's just, if it's pasta, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Pasta. Yeah. Refined carbs like that. You're going to overeat. I mean, you know, which is fine if you do it strategically, you know, but be grateful for all the food. I will eat healthy on my own the next day. Yeah. Great job. Um, trying to go crazy about types of foods. Yeah. I know. Well, some foods will make you go crazy than others. Again, it, it, we don't have to fight against that. That's obvious to some degree, but you want to recognize how things are impacting you and then strategize around that. Um, Caro says, week going okay, no tracking calories and macros, but weekends are a disaster, binging. Yeah, okay. Um, and Caro, that, that happens with a lot of people in the programs. We do a 5-2 model, but people just, they, they buy into that thing. Right. So, so I'll do great during the week. And then the weekend, I'll just binge and eat everything, you know? And so it's like, we get that, but okay, let's start optimizing the weekend then. Right. So you're starting with an advantage. So the five days, you got a good handle on that. Now we just need to focus on the two days, you know, and, and fixing that. Um, little mean queen. Oh my God. Finally made it to a live. Hi everyone. Oh, little mean queen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just joined the program, right? Okay. Cause I love that name. I, I'll, I'll always remember that. I believe that's you, right? Let me know if that's you. Uh, yep, yep. Glad you made it to a live. I usually do them at the same time pretty much every day. So if you ever get a chance. Um, I just finished the book, Zero Sugar Diet by David something, lots of letters with Zs. I like the input about the danger of sugar. What I didn't like is that he says no to sweeteners. I'm like, come on, man. Some of us sweet I need. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so little mean queen, that, that's, uh, you hit the nail on the head. So I'm really glad you recognize that. Uh, I would tell you that weight loss is very interesting because it, out of all the addictions that we have in life, weight loss is one more challenging because it's got to be a managed addiction, right? You're a cokehead, alcoholic, gambler, drug addict, whatever. Usually the, the solution is abstinence. Right? You don't need to do any of those things in order to live. Food, you got to eat. Right, So that makes it a very unusual thing in that sense. So what I always say is you got to get used to 
be sitting with cognitive dissonance, right? So what that means is like, I always say this as an example. On one hand, I think of sugar like cocaine. I think sugar is the closest thing food-wise to cocaine. It literally lights up the same parts of your brain. It's a powdered, uh, you know, powdered substance. It goes into our body quick. So on one hand, I think it's like cocaine. The other hand, I give it to my kids, right? So this is a very uncomfortable spot to be in. But I think you got to make some comfort with this, you know, that we're not looking to be perfect. We're looking to be better. And so instead of reading a book on sugar, because I've done this too, right? I watched so many, I've read so many books, watched so many documentaries, and you're like, holy shit, sugar's horrible. I'm never going to eat sugar again. Eh, yes, you will. You just give it a couple days and, and all that stuff will kind of fade away a little bit. Um, and so we want to manage things. And again, it sounds weird, but I think it's really important that you recognize that we want to get better, not just aim straight at perfection. And that's an uncomfortable spot for a lot of people. But what I suggest to you is that you weigh it against when you've tried to be perfect, how has that worked out for you? You know, And so we, we don't want to be perfect we wanted to progress over perfection. And so what I'd suggest for you, Looming Queen, is that you start reducing the sugar. Okay, you keep some of it. Maybe you optimize, maybe you switch it for honey, you know, um, but start to optimize your sugar, reduce and optimize it. And that's gonna be a, a, an improvement. And then you keep building on that, all right? But don't just get rid of all of it right away, I, I would say. Um, when I was in a hurry, I never kept it off. Yep, for sure. Um, there he is. Love the fired up Jim. <laughs> I was fired up. I calmed down again. Uh, Jody, I got your email. Oh, good. You guys connected. That's awesome. I'm on the uh, for life plan. Yeah. I hope everyone's on the for life plan, right? This is the slowest I ever lost weight, but I'm keeping it off. Thanks to Jim. That's awesome. And I'm going to screenshot that, uh, because I love hearing that again. It's the slow weight loss. This is the trick that it's, it's, the diet industry is a carnival game. They're always trying to fixate you and focus you in different ways. And one of the big ones is that if it's not fast weight loss, who gives a shit? Oh, you know what I mean? That's what people, how much weight you lost so far? You know, how much weight you lost so far? How come people aren't saying how long you lost the weight for? You know, that's what I'm always focused on. So anyways, I think it's great that, um, you know, yeah, Karen's over here. It's the slowest, but it's the longest, the longest folks. Because understand this, the weight loss phase you never think of it this way. Your weight loss phase is just a phase. It's only going to take you a couple of weeks, months, or maybe years to lose the weight. All right? And then you're going to be at your goal weight. And the goal is to be there forever. And so what most people do is they get their average calorie consumption. You're being overweight, your average calorie consumption. Then you do a diet where you drastically cut the calories down. And then you say, oh, once I lose the weight, then I'll bring myself up to maintenance. I'll figure that out. No, you won't. Most likely. And the other piece is that you've got two mindsets right now. You've got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. And so what you do is you fight against your overweight mindset with your diet mindset for a little while. Best case scenario, you get to your goal weight. And this is where you start freaking out. Because you say, what am I going to do? I can't go back to being overweight. And I can't keep dieting. You, you, you start getting close to this vacuum. And it terrifies you. And you say, oh, God, I don't know what to do. Because you never, ever learn how to think like a thin, healthy person. So program yourself then we're starting the whole process by learning to think like a thin, healthy person. That's how you're going to master your weight long term. Um, yeah, the time passes anyway, so don't rush it. I, I love that, Karen. Exactly. I always say that, like, who gives a shit if it's slow? See, th that the fact that you care so much about the weight loss being fast just proves that you're only thinking about things in a short term time frame. It proves that your mindset's fucked. It, it, it really is. Really is. Because all you care about is fast weight loss. I mean, how many times you lost weight, folks, and then put it back on? I mean, learn something from that. 
You know what I mean? Get the value out of your mistake, which is its knowledge and, and wisdom and, and adjust accordingly. Sheila says, I'm morbidly obese and daily live with the fear of if I could have a heart attack, stroke, get cancer, diabetes. So I don't understand why those fears isn't enough to make me lose weight. That's a great question, Sheila. And I will tell you why. Because you're living in that fear. You are fixated on the problem. This summarizes everyone. So this is why I'm going to talk about this, especially if you're an overthinker which most people that listen to me for any period of time usually are because I talk fast. I'm saying a lot of stuff going on. So usually the only people stick around are people that are overthinkers. The only people that join my program, overthinkers, perfectionists. And what happens is you overthink on the problems, right? So Sheila here is saying, Jesus, I'm morbidly obese and I'm absolutely terrified of having a heart attack and a stroke and I'm still eating like shit. What is wrong with me? Why do I keep eating like shit? Why I'm so scared. Why do I keep doing this? And to understand the answer to this, you have to understand your subconscious mind and two things about your subconscious mind are that it does not understand negatives, right? So if I tell you to think about a banana, don't think about a banana, don't think about a banana, you're thinking about a banana, right? So I can say, I tell, don't think about a pink elephant. Well, shit, I wasn't until you just said it, okay? So you are fixated on the problem and you're getting more of that. The second problem is that um, our subconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. So when Sheila's over here, she's like, I'm morbidly obese. I'm absolutely terrified. I'm a heart attack, stroke, diabetes, cancer. I'm petrified. Yeah, you are petrified. And you get so petrified and scared and nervous and stressed that the only way you know how to ease that is to start eating again. And then you go through the cycle again. And never in that cycle do you ever ask the question, how can I eat better in a way that works for me? How can I start to naturally change my eating and my lifestyle in a comfortable, enjoyable way that I can live forever? You're never asking about the solution. You're constantly focused on the problem and you're just getting more and more and more and more and more and more of the problem. And this summarizes all of you. You know what I mean? You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, you're not getting any results. How is this possible? Because you're constantly trying to figure out the problem. That's what overthinkers tend to do. The overthinking is not the problem. It's what you're overthinking. You're overthinking constantly, what is wrong with me? And you're getting a never-ending stream of answers. Never are you asking the question, how can I get back to my goal weight in an easy and comfortable and enjoyable way? Yeah, Sheila, Sheila says, so true, I'm, I'm such an emotional leader. Yeah, you're an emotional leader because you've got this, this horrible pattern now of getting yourself absolutely terrified, right? You're thinking the worst stuff, fear, heart attack, stroke, cancer, diabetes, it's petri it's it's like you petrify yourself, right? You just freeze. And you get so upset the only way to relieve that stress is to start eating. Because that's the only strategy you have. That's the same for most people. Your main emotional management strategy for most of you is eating, because that's what we've been conditioned to do. So Sheila, you better go go to my you're on YouTube or something or Facebook, but go you can go to programyourselfthin.com as well. And you can get the free hypnosis session training. You can watch it there. Very important that you watch that. Um, that Kimberly says yeah, that's how I feel too it's never fast enough I get that you gotta stop with that though a pound a week is huge exactly Don it really is Kimberly says down 22 pounds in 4 months that's tremendous right and it doesn't feel like enough though I get it I get it patience I just I got a video coming out watch it I'll, I'll release it probably around 2 or 3 um, but the, the emotion that makes you thin it's patience that's your biggest challenge I would say emotionally is your impatience you know um 52 pounds a year ain't bad. Yeah, of course it's not, right? If someone told me I would lose 30 pounds in six months, I would be upset, but I'm happy now, right? Isn't that crazy, Karen? That's it. Thank you for saying that, right? So Karen's down 30 pounds in six months. And for a lot of people, that's not fast enough, you know? 
I say, Jesus Christ, what'd you lose last year? What have you lost in the last six months? Nothing. But 30 pounds isn't fast enough. You know, it's this perfectionist mindset the diet industry is putting in your head and it's got you inside out, you know? Yep. Thanks, but not me. Just saying one pound a week over a year isn't too bad. <laughs> a pound a week over a year is wonderful. But you got to look at both sides of that equation for it to work, right? Because if we just say, oh, a pound, a pound a year, 52 pounds, it's like, I don't know how that'll feel for you. But but the, the other part, and this is the most important piece of the puzzle, is what everyone ignores because the diet industry has trained you to not think about this piece. You can't just look at your weight loss like it's in a vacuum. You know, you can't just look at two pounds a week, five pounds a week. Because you've got to look at the other side of the equation is just what you have to do to achieve that weight. And a lot of dieters just delete this part and just look at the weight loss results they want. But you've got to look at what you have to do to achieve those weight loss results because this is your core problem. You know you should cut out all the carbs and you lose a lot of weight when you cut out all the carbs. You can't cut out all the carbs because you don't like that lifestyle. It sucks. It's hard. It's miserable. You feel deprived. So you've got to look at both. So when we say a pound a week for a year, you have to also follow it up with because I'm doing it in an easy and comfortable way that's going to be sustainable forever, right? Very important to say that piece of the puzzle because that's that that's the big sales point there, right? Listen, I get it with dieting. The big pitch is that it's fast weight loss. I get it. I get it. You want that. But the other side of that, right? So, so your weight loss is a coin, right? And so we look at the diet weight loss. Oh, it's fast weight loss. Great. But the other side of that coin is that it's something really hard to do and stick with. So now we go to the slower weight loss. Hmm, it's only a pound a week. Oh, yeah, but but it's easy. It's easy and comfortable and sustainable forever. Do you know what I mean? So we have to look at both sides of those pieces because that's going to reveal a lot for why you're not losing any weight. It's because you don't want a fucking diet. I mean, it ain't it ain't rocket science here, folks. <laughs> you know what you should do. You know what you could do to lose weight and you're not doing it ever. Why? It's because you don't want to Give up carbs. You don't want to eat 1,200 calories a day. You don't want to do your weight loss plan. That's why you're not losing weight. You don't want to do it because it's a shitty overcompensation plan. It's an overcorrection. It's too much too soon. And you don't want to do it. Astra says, Jim, learn me to work on all the other things the weight loss will come. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because the weight loss isn't even enough anyways, folks. Y'all done your crazy shit, lost weight, and then put it all back on. So if the weight loss is the most amazing thing in the world, why don't you keep it off? Because the weight loss doesn't fix everything else. If you're miserable, the weight loss ain't going to fix it. If you hate how you're eating and living, the weight, being a certain weight, doesn't fix that. Might make it a little better, but just a little bit. Yeah. Astrid's killing it. I feel as much better and gain no weight. Yeah. Astrid's getting, she's getting, she's internalizing this bigger picture approach. And so her results are just beginning. Don says, yes, and your body handles the weight loss better when not so fast. You land more tone. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Karen says, read Atomic Habits. Yep. Great book. Um, Lima says, and when you said who owns Weight Watchers, et cetera, I was shocked. Yeah. It's shocking, isn't it? I know. But at least it's like, oh, it starts to make sense, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I live for my carbs. <laughs> yeah, and she's mastering her weight, you know? I live for my carbs, too. I, I love carbs. I ate so much carbs this weekend, it got away from me, you know? Um, still there, though. I love them goddamn carbs. 
I ate, I ate like a loaf of bread. I ate like two pizzas last night. I ate like uh baked goods yesterday. I mean, it's just like, I, I love carbs. I love bread, baked goods. Right. And, and so, you know, but I've learned how to deal with it. You know, I still eat them. I just eat them differently. Weight is directly associated with glucose insulin levels. Um, yeah, usually, usually. You're right. My biggest problem is how I'm around other people who eat unhealthy. Yeah, that's a challenge, right? We all have got our own challenges. So you got to identify what your challenge is and then create solutions specific to that, right? So yeah, everyone's got their own challenges that they're dealing with. So the first step is to identify and acknowledge them and then go to work on figuring out solutions for them. There's always a solution to whatever challenge you're dealing with. Always, okay? Um, ah, Justina, okay, Justina. And I know you're from Germany. To coffee, I switched to Splenda. I mean, you know, I don't, that, that one, I got to tell you, like, I don't know how much sugar is in a pack, how many calories are in a pack of sugar? I always get this mixed up. There's 16 calories in a pack of sugar. I never understood that thing. Like, people, what is that, what is that saying? Like, penny wise, pound foolish. Isn't that what they say? That's what I always feel like with the sugar thing, you know? And that Splenda shit, I don't know. Is that better? I don't know. I like honey as t in terms of a natural um, thing. Don't think about a pink elephant eating a banana. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That's so funny. I just hit my goal weight this weekend, so I'm here joining the program to learn how to master that. That's awesome, Justina. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's not always just people losing weight. I've had people at their goal weight. Some might be on like the semaglutides. You just want to learn the mindset piece of how to master it. So I'm really excited for you because, again, getting to your goal weight is another great time to start the program <laughs> because I don't, like, you'll know this. See, you all forget about it. It's been a while since you got to your goal weight. But what happens when people approach their goal weight is they start freaking out. Because they don't know how they're going to maintain it. They got diet mode. They got overweight mode. They got two modes. That's it. And they need to learn how to think thin and healthy. So whether you want to lose weight or whether you're getting to your goal weight, landing, you're approaching it, and now you're starting to recognize that anxiety you feel. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to hold. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you start realizing how negative your mindset gets real quick. Um, so that's great, Justina. Yeah, well, you'll learn how to do that. No problem. Yeah, join in December. That's super. Whoops. Oops, oops. Oh, Vicky, she came right for the banana. How do you do this, Vicky? Your ears must just tingle right before I'm about to say banana. And I always like, I, I say that all the time. And it's like, I'm going to go to work today. But I always say this too. It's another example is that we do what we did. I literally want to say something other than banana. And I always say banana. I don't know why. <laughs> Enough of that though. You guys don't care about my banana. My banana issues. I want to lose weight, but there's too much information on the internet. I'm so confused. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, I know. And, and you know, and then they, that's a part of it's on purpose, you know, folks. Like, because again, the food, the food industry controls the diets and they sit on the studies that show you stuff and they confuse you. So every week it's another distracting thing. They're doing the same shit they did with the cigarettes um, back in the 60s and 70s because that's when the, the studies started piling up that cigarettes were linked with lung cancer so the cigarette industry really sat on those um they sat on those studies and they confuse you you know and they're doing the same thing with food um but hd dan go to my bio and watch the training at least that'll at least give you a different example 
It, it's so funny. I mean, it's not rocket science. You know what I mean? It's pretty easy. They got you confused because you think it's like you don't know what to eat when you do. You absolutely know what to eat. Your problem is you don't know how to get yourself to eat that way consistently. And you've now conflated the problem so that you think it's just you don't know what to do. You do know what to do. You're just terrified to face the reality that you have no idea how to get yourself to do it consistently. And you have no strategy for how to deal with that. It's much more satisfying to to frame the problem as I don't know what to eat. That feels a lot better. That's what you've been conditioned to. And so it feels like there's a simple answer to that. All I just need is a diet plan. But the real problem is not that. The real problem is that you don't know how to change your behavior. So I can give you any diet plan in the world and the same problem exists. This is why a diet's never going to help you lose weight because the same problem exists. You don't have to get yourself to follow the plan. You know? Vicky says, carbs are my nemesis. Yeah. But I'm learning to manage this. That's right, Vicky. That's why I said yesterday, it's like, they're my nemesis too. I mean, I could eat I could eat a loaf of bread every day. I could eat pizza every single night. Like, easy. You know? It's just... And it's like, it's, it's a fire that started. You know, it's like I ate these pizza last night that I made and it's so good. I got this pizza oven. So it's a, it's a really good pizza. But it's like you start eating and it's like, it's just crazy. It really is. It is. It's addiction-like, right? I mean, you start eating these foods and all of a sudden you just get, you get amped up. You know what I mean? So, uh, but you got, you're right, Vicky, though. You learn to manage it. You know, that that's, that's the answer. You know, the answer for me is not to never eat carbs again. That would suck. You know, so I manage it instead. I top ramen with veggie egg rolls. That sounds good. Uh, hey, look at that. They, hey, Manny, what's up, Manny? It was awesome seeing you last week. You're so funny. It was good seeing you. I'm glad you're, you're doing well. Um, hey, man, Jim, I love carbs, but as you choose to eat them at weekend, it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you you, stri- you st- strategically eat them, you know, and that works too. And a lot of people say, oh, that's not going to work for me because I tried eating well on the weekends and I just oh, ate everything. Well, yeah, because you suck at it. Yeah. You know why you ate everything on the weekends? Because you suck at it. You suck at eating for pleasure. How about that? Imagine. Imagine you're bad at eating. You know? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm overweight. I struggle with my weight. Maybe it's because you're, you're bad at eating the right foods. You never think of it that way. Because you always think of willpower. You think, I just need to know what to do, and then I'll just force myself to do it. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of your mind that is causing you to be stuck with the weight. You know? That's <laughs> a banana. That's so funny. <laughs> Say mango. Thank you, Justine. I'm going to say mango from now on. Maybe it's the color of a banana. I don't know. Mango. Some people don't even know what a mango is. <laughs> I almost said green apple. <laughs> Marcy and I's favorite saying now is who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So what she's referring to, folks, and we were talking about the impatience thing, right? So, um... I made a video of that, right? The, the phrase, the phrase that, uh, that helps you lose weight. And it's that, oh, I'm only going to lose a, I'm going to lose weight slowly. It's like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if you lose weight slowly? Who gives a shit? Oh, I want to lose it fast. Yeah, great. So do I. But so what? It, it, next? There's lots of things I want that I can't have, you know? So what if you lose weight slowly? And people lose weight quickly and slowly. That's a fact. And that's not out there because they don't want you to know that because the whole diet industry is built around the concept of the false hope syndrome. They want you to be able to feel a sense of false hope with some fucking goofy strategy. It's not a strategy. Goofy tactic. I'm just going to cut carbs out. I'm going to get right back to my goal weight. No, you're not. Um, You know, so it's like this idea that if you can't lose weight fast, because that's part of the false hope syndrome. The false hope syndrome is that you're going to start your keto plan tomorrow and you're going to be your goal weight by the end of the week. And that's the entire diet industry in a nutshell. 
And so if anything's longer than a week or a couple of weeks, you, you're completely demotivated, you know? And this is the trap you got to break free of. And the way you get rid of it is, who gives a shit out quick? Because that's what the diet doesn't want you to know. You know what happens, folks? No one ever thinks about this, but people lose weight at different speeds. Again, I say this, if you ever study weight loss, like the science of weight loss, they put people in metabolic, metabolic labs, a group of people, and they're measuring every calorie in and calorie out for the, the time period of, of weeks or a couple months. And what you always find is that in a group of people, there's always different weight loss, some dramatic, some small. And this goes to the heart of things is that people lose weight at different speeds. Some people lose weight quickly and some people lose weight slowly. And who gives a shit? Because it's a one-way ticket to getting to your goal weight. And if it takes you a month or a year, who gives a shit? Oh no, if I can't do it in a month and I don't want to do it, Jim, then fine, you'll never do it. See you later, next. What, what do you want from me? I don't make the physical reality. It just is what it is. What are you going to do? Not accept it? So you lose weight slowly. You better wrap your fucking head around it if you want to lose weight for good. Because who gives a shit? A year from now, two years from now, you're not going to give a shit that it took so long. You're just going to be glad you're at your goal weight and you got to have a way to live there forever. That's what you're going to care about, you know? So again, this is the, the primary, I always say this, the outer frame of a diet or mindset is that time frame. And you're thinking, you're thinking of weight loss, you're thinking about your diet as a temporary thing and you're thinking as a short-term thing. And that's causing all kinds of problems. So you got to change that. That's why I say upgrade your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight forever. On your autopilot, that's a more accurate goal of what you want. Who gives a shit? I love that saying too, so I'm glad you said that. What's up, Shireen? Used to have cigarette machines, now so many food machines. Yeah, exactly. They just shifted. The cigarette industry literally divested from cigarettes and went into food. They're the same companies, folks. I know y'all got your warm fuzzies for the food companies, but literally RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged. They're the same company. The parent company for Kraft is Philip Morris. They divested from the cigarettes and went into the food and they created the exact same, they went into the same strategy to create the most addictive products possible, to use the most aggressive marketing they could possibly use, and to sit on the science of how bad this shit is for us. There's going to be warning labels on food just like there are for cigarettes in 20 years. Don't wait for that. These foods are killing us. Don't let them. <laughs> What's up, Mandy? Uh... I made tacos. They were awesome. Enjoyed it. Super. Yeah, enjoy your food, folks. You know, that's the path to mastering your weight is enjoying your food. I know I'm breaking your brain, right? Because you thought the path to weighing what you want is to hate food and never eat it and be miserable about food. Nope. Nope. The real path to mastering weight is to love food. Enjoy eating it. Look for the most pleasure possible you can. Can't wait for tomorrow, you too. All right. Any mindset shifts for eating for the sake of it? Um... For eating for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, eating for the sake of it is usually just another fancy term for emotional eating. I'm a big believer that the the main thing, the main thing, um, if you're struggling with your weight, it's because of one thing. It's emotional eating. You know, because otherwise, right, the other definition is if you only ate to nourish your body, you would be at your natural weight. You know, and so what happens is we, we eat for a million other reasons. And so... Um, we'll get into that specifically tomorrow, though, Mandy. That'll be great. Because, yeah, I talk about that shit forever, right? <laughs> That's the main thing for everyone, you know what I mean? Is that, um, yeah, it, it's emotional eating. You know, and once you get a handle on the emotional eating, that, you know, again, that, that's part of the program is, is dealing with the emotions. Um, 
and everyone in the program i'm excited because i got the the new blueprint trainings are and, and the blueprint training is done i got to just go through and edit uh, and make them a little bit better and those will be up tonight tomorrow and ready for you to go and one part of that is <coughs> um, excuse me is emotions right how to deal with the emotions if you're going to master your weight somewhere along the way you've got to learn how to feel the emotions you want to feel and deal with the emotions you don't want to feel without food and that's a big challenge for a lot of people you're never learning that you gotta learn that if you want to master your weight all right all right everyone i gotta get out of here got uh some stuff coming up so uh again if you're if you haven't yet go to my bio click the link get the hypnosis session watch the training um, podcast is program yourself then it's on all the major platforms you can see it um, listen to it leave me a review on it if you, if you don't mind and um, yeah we're here every day live uh, yeah new blueprints and they're awesome right to the point well thanks Mandy I appreciate you saying that um, yeah and if you're really serious about weight loss you know go to program yourself then get the program let's get started um, you can work with me directly and uh, yeah so we're here live every day pretty much uh, noon uh, eastern uh, what do you think of OMAD for those that want a big meal? Um, I don't think anything of OMAD. I mean, one meal a day. If that works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, find something else. You know, so if it works for you, do it. Um, and if it doesn't, find something different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it sounds too simple, but so it's up to you. If you like OMAD and it's working for you, keep doing it. Um, if you don't like it, if it's stressful and frustrating, then find something better. All right. Because um, OMAD's just a strategy to reduce calories. They're all, every diet is just a strategy to reduce calories. And there's a million ways to reduce calories. So find the way that works for best for you. Okay. Start approaching it that way. There is no magic plan. All right. Sorry, everyone. Have a super day. Um, if you have not yet, go to programyourselfthin.com, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.